There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What's the matter, little girl? My dog has been killed. Oh, no. That's terrible news. You don't seem that upset. No, I'm going to make a film about him so the memory of him lives forever. How are you going to be able to afford to do that? Well, I'm getting funding from Her Film Project, a unique organisation who helps underrepresented voices make films. Oh, that's nice of them. What was your dog called? He was called Shithead. What? Oh, anyway, look, I better go. It's time for this. Hello, listeners. Uh, people who are still listening. Yes, it's we're deep into the Yuletide s- um, season. Merry Christmas to you all. And for people who aren't listening, happy day to you. Well, without further ado, um, my guest today is none other than, I think, one of the most regular guests. Um, a member of the Penny Dreadfuls and a superb actor and human being. It is Tom Tuck. Hello, Hello. Tom. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. Well, it's my first time in the new format. Well, I mean, this won't last for long, this format. Oh, God. I mean, no dogs barking in the background, though. No? no, it's quite peaceful. Very uh, peaceful. Perfect recording on Veronce. Um And a lot of the films you recommended, Tom, have been uh, enjoyed by a number of our listeners. That's good. What was the one, the weird African one? Uh, the Gods Must Be Crazy. Still... One of the strangest films. It is brilliant. I've isn't ever it? seen. And it, and it, it it's it's nice to just go back and watch because I watched it first when I was a kid and I didn't question it. But you go back no, watching it when you know things about films and you go, this is completely insane. But but enjoyable. Oh, it's brilliant. It's great I, fun. I think that's insanity, which is enjoyable. And most superhero films are far more insane than that. If you think the plots of what happens in them. Yeah, but it's insane by committee, which is just like, which, which isn't enjoyable. This is insane from the mind of one person, and you can see that. <laughs> but there was a sequel, wasn't there? Mm-hmm. The Gods, was it called The Gods Must Be Crazy too? Yes, it was. Perfect. I mean, when you've got a title that works perfectly... Why, why don't, change? Don't mess with it. <laughs> don't mess with it. I don't think I've seen that one. I must get around to seeing that. It's um, not quite as strange. It doesn't start off as a nature documentary. <laughs> yeah. That, all films should start like that in my book. Mm. Anyway, I feel quite guilty because I succumbed to... You succumbed. ...to the film that everyone is going to see, but it pretty much dominates. I looked at the times for cinema films, and unless you want to watch one showing in a small screen at 
of um, the disaster artist who I thought of going to see. The only film you can see is I don't know. Is it called The Last Jedi? Star Wars colon The Last Jedi. Star Wars colon The Last Jedi. Now I must ask before we get into it: Are you a Star Wars fan? Relatively. What does that mean? I, I like it. I don't. I don't dislike it. Do you um, like? I didn't it? see the third of the prequels. Never have, never will. Me, me, me the same. Uh, me the same. Is that what people say these days? Yeah, I think so. Me the same. I watched. I watched Phantom Menace. Was like uh, rubbish. And then Attack of the Clones. I think that was the next called. Jar Jar Binks was in. It was really annoying in that one. But I, uh, yeah, I went, went to see that uni at, at. Was it midnight? When it came out, oh, uh, one of those one uh, with what, a bunch probably of, one minute past midnight. Yeah, do, with a yeah. bunch of people, and it was such dog shit. Um, but then two of the two of the people who watched it enjoyed it. And we're like, oh, how were you so blinkered? So I'm not that level of fan. I have ignored that whole series. I mean, I went to see the original. I think I saw Empire Strikes Back when it first came out. Was it 1981 or something? And Return of the Jedi, which I remember enjoying when I was about seven, especially the pit with the teeth mm. and the whole jab of the heart thing. But I'm not. I would classify. I wouldn't class myself, classify myself as a fan whatsoever. I prefer Trek. Trek. If you're going to pick Star Wars, oh Star, Star Trek. Trek. I'm not a fan of that either. I like. I'm not a fan of much Tom. To be fair, I know. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> grumpy, grumpy Brit. <laughs> now. I, w- I did watch, however, the last Star Wars one, which everyone was saying was a safe sort of remake of the original Star Wars. Not the last ones, because I haven't seen Rogue One. Uh, Rogue One's a spin-off one, I think, yeah. isn't it? This is Chapter 7, or forgive me if you're a Star Wars fan, but I don't really give a shit about it. I mean, the last one was Chapter... So the first three were 4, 5 and 6. Yeah. The really shit ones were 1, 2 and 3, mm-hmm. and now we're on eight. 7, 8 and 9. And so this 7 I watched... And felt as though you, know, you said your dad said he went. Uh, well, we all came out and were like, oh, that's all right. It's all right, I suppose. And dad went, it's exactly the same as the first one. <laughs> and that is the perfect synopsis yeah. of that film. Nothing else needed to be said. Yeah, exactly the same, but probably with less charm. Yeah, um, because all you know, um, all the you know the wipes and the transitions and stuff are really charming in the first three mm. because it feels. Alien, <laughs> odd word to use, but it, it does feel sort of naive and childish. And and Lucas, I think, was naive and childish. Yeah. Um, whereas now they have to have these transitions in, otherwise it's that, not a Star that's Wars. What's film. really weird, and I are this are this. You've got the special effects now, the Star which Wipe. Is, yeah, and, and it, it just looks so out. Ca- and, and the first one came really late on in this one, didn't it? Yeah, but, but when you notice them, they're quite jarring. This is the one where it zoomed into his fist. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? So, yeah, the weird transitions are uh, really jarring. and out of, when, they've done everything, when they've updated everything else. Really anyway, Jar Jar Binksing. Yeah, Jar Jar Binksing. So let's talk about this. Star Wars The Last Jedi. Um, do you want to do a synopsis of it, Tom? Oh, and that's how I feel. That's how I feel. <laughs> and Ray, who at the end of the previous one has found Luke Skywalker on an island with animals, uh, which yeah. we didn't know there were animals before. Now we know there are animals there. Like an old people saying for superheroes. Yeah, but also the, then there's, there's there's then there's the one he milked. 
That was my one of my favourite moments. And then the, the iron was the best moment. Yeah, they were the two. Weird but we both really enjoyed the iron. <laughs> the two best moments in the film. Um, yeah. Okay. So she then tried to convince Luke Skywalker to um, train her to be a Jedi, and concurrently, there's a big ship doing shooting at this little ship. Um, it, it is. I was reading, um, or rather watching, um, Robert Rodriguez's film and reading about him making a film called El Mariachi for us, which is one of my favourite movies of all time. And he made it for seven grand. Yeah. And what was interesting in that film, he said he couldn't think. Apparently, um, when he came around to write this film, it was a really low budget film, and he could only think of a half an hour plot for this film. So he decided to repeat that three times and change it slightly differently. This film is possibly the same thing happening twenty times. Always feels like twenty times. There was there's there's so few scenes with proper stakes. Yes, it was all back referencing or just exposition. And also, and also. The, you know the bit where they, they, neither of them could hold onto the lightsaber. You're like, we're just two people going straining like they need to shit at each other. That was a real shit face, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what happens? I mean, is, is it spoilers? Probably not. It's just basically it doesn't really matter. The Rebel Alliance trying to escape the ba- what are they called the bad guys. I mean, what are they called? Um, Star bastards. The first something. The star bastards. Yep. Darth Vader and a star. The sky cunts. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to escape them. And then they escape them. Then they escape. They have to escape them again. Then they have to escape them well, again. Well, no, because literally the, the, the plot is, and they keep explaining, Adrian Edmondson keeps explaining this. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, oh, they're, they're going fast enough for us not to be able to hit them properly. And so, so there's just, like, it's not even a chase scene. It's just two spaceships moving sl- slowly. Yeah. What's really weird is the warp speed thing when they come in and they appear and stop. But, but now, by the, it's sort of been um, done a few times. Has it? Yeah. I think I don't really like that. And then they just stand there and wait for someone to attack. And for some reason, on every big ship, no one has built a system to detect anything small. And I mean, by small, I mean a double-decker bus-sized <laughs> ship. Entering, there's no system for mm. them. They've got big cannons, but we we won't in case someone someone you can drive a double decker bus ship in through the uh, air vent, and that's it's unacceptable. Yeah, it's so silly. Um, I did. Did you enjoy the film? Uh, I thought it was fine. Probably four times, five times, maybe. It's about an hour too long. Yeah, and. It kept like ending and then carrying on. Yeah, I, it, although I, did, I didn't, I didn't mind the very last little image. Yes, I think it. It definitely feels as though Disney have disguised, tried to disguise a sci-fi film. It feels very Disney. There's one. Well, there's it's not. No it's real not big, even sci-fi. Well, no, it's just a. It's just a, a kid's film. I was watching. I thought, actually, if I switch this in my head and think this is not a sci-fi film, it's a children's ridiculous. Yeah, but the first film. three aren't sci-fi films. What? They're space adventures. Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? No, I, no. I, so, so, oh, here we sci-fi, go. Here sci-fi we go. takes you know like one twist and then follows it through. Like it's a it's a thought experiment almost. That's what sci-fi is. I've been getting it. so everyone classifies it as sci-fi. Don't yeah, they? they're fucking idiots. 
So what you're saying is that I'm a, I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot. Well, yeah. Well, at least I've learned. So it's a space adventure. Yeah, it's, you know, a western in the stars. Yeah, so it's a space adventure. It's a children's space adventure, which I think has literally had its balls cut off by Disney. So it's appealing yeah, to I mean, their family. It really surprised me when it said it said written and directed by Ryan Johnson. It's like, there's no way one person wrote that. Yeah, uh, it, there was absolutely no way that that didn't have, if not nine hundred people putting their war in, an algorithm doing it. <laughs> it does feel like it's written by a computer, and with occasionally just enough characters so they can sell some figures of them <laughs> like the poor character everyone knows that there's a sort of weird bird cute thing that lives on the island there is no point for that character other than to flog flog cuddly toys. toys surely that's I the only reason they are like pretty, they're pretty funny I can imagine kids finding it really funny they probably look to where's make something really cute and then but not annoying enough to make it Jar Jar Binksy yeah but look, on the island, okay, so... It looks Skywalker's... It looks like there's nothing island. on the island mm-hmm. at the end of the last film. Yeah. Then it turns out there's basically a village and a hole and a, a tree with books in and the, the porgs and whatever the green milk thing was and the race of... Uh, 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 toad, toad, toad people? Toad people who are just there for, like, other comic relief. I mean, it was... It, I did think, in terms of... Um, there were quite a lot of comic moments in there. There's one... There were loads of... Yeah, quite a few funny, funny bits. There was one brilliant... The Iron moment, which is... Oh, we won't spoil. Was the best bit in the film by yeah. about... Like 20 points, 20 merit points. But, but then, by the, by the same time, there were, there were actually some dialogue bits that actually felt... Uh, Mark, Mark Hamill was almost at the start quite he was grumpy old, but quite jokey man yeah and I think Daisy Ridley is not lacking great. in charisma and her voice doesn't have any no, a lot of the time it does sound like what robots are saying the lines no weight to it at all I really enjoyed Benicio Del Toro Benicio Del Toro was great and I have to say the best actor in the film by a long way was Adam Driver who yeah. I think is brilliant and watchable in any film and he gives it that depth to Kylo Ren that there, I mean, but there needed. were a couple of lines where you go like it doesn't feel right like throwaway things but they felt as though someone had gone in and said oh right we need to say this line here we need to explain this this you can't be rude you have to say you have to tell what the story is so people can follow it just felt like quite Yeah, I think a Disney space adventure that really doesn't have anything. What about that bit when, when they're like, "Oh, we need to, we need to get into there and like disable all the stuff," Um, and then we we can never get in. And then they, everyone looks at C three PO, and then it cuts to a phone call they're having with some woman from the previous film, the tiny space. Oh, and then you, you've got to find this guy. He's in a casino. Why? What? Yeah, what's going really, on? That was really weird. I mean, the plot is nonsensical, and as usual, like every superhero film or every space adventure film, anything could happen at any point, and there's no sense of drama because it's and there's, just no, a, there's no sense of purpose to the plot either. It's not like you even 
something as simple as you have a MacGuffin and you follow it fucking through. Yeah. It's, it's a MacGuffin. Oh, I've dropped it. Oh, there's another one. Let's go Let's go pick up that MacGuffin and throw it at Mr. Plotface. Now, what the... I was watching it thinking, I, I'm quite glad that I'm never going to watch this film ever again. <laughs> I am going to have to watch it again. Are you? I think one of my siblings and I are going to go... Oh, God. How are you going to enjoy that? Endure, sorry. Probably get drunk. The word was endure. Anyway, you give it four or five toms. Yeah, probably five because the, the funny bits are funny. There are funny bits. Obviously, it's quite well done because it costs two hundred million or whatever it costs. So you can't. It has to look good. And some of the star fight shooting scenes are good if you like that sort of thing. I actually enjoyed the start of it. I thought that was quite good. The first shooting up scene, but. I always find it quite funny how they no one is really that upset when loads of the fleet get killed. <laughs> we don't know any of them yet. No one's upset when loads of the fleet get killed, but they're really pleased when they get reunited with a robot they haven't seen for a <laughs> three, three or four weeks. Very odd. I would give it five Mariks. Really average um, escapade that doesn't deserve dominating our cinemas. Mm. Watch The Gods Must Be Crazy instead. Yeah, watch that instead. Take your kids to watch that on YouTube and tell your kids it's the latest Star Wars and they won't know. <laughs> they won't know the difference. If you just put some foil on the telly. Foil? That's it. Foil on the telly. And then it looks like they're all in space costumes. <laughs> it could it could feasibly be Star Wars 9. All right, well, that's super. Let's go on to the letters section. A lot of people like doing the singing for this bit. <laughs> it could be a chart hit. Anyway, this is from John Brain, who writes in with a good movie to watch. Dear Mac, I'm enjoying the new show. Congrats to David Danielle on the new baby. I want to recommend the website agoodmovietowatch.com, which basically makes it easy to find great movies on Netflix. Finally. Mm. Have you got Netflix? Yes. What's your technique for finding good films? Uh, uh, think of an actor I like I haven't seen all the movies of. Type them in. I go to crit- critically acclaimed movies. I go like just... Philip Seymour Hoffman. I reckon he's got a movie I haven't seen. Ah... Uh, or um, uh, foreign uh, independent films. Mm-hmm. Always good. Anyway, here's I'll continue with John Brayton. Here are two movies I found on it that I haven't heard mentioned on the show yet, which I think you really like. They're both low-budget independent movies have great script, dialogue and performances. The first one is Blue Jay, about two old flames who bump into each other and hang out for the evening. Another blue film. Yeah, it's got blue in it. It must be it must good. be good. <laughs> it sounds a bit like... What's the one with um, Ethan Hawke and... Uh, Ujima Flip. Is that the Blue Room? No, when well, they meet each other for one night and they... For, oh, yeah, it's before, before, before sunrise sunset, and before, before bum, sunset. Before bumming and stuff like that. <laughs> bumming sunset. <laughs> blue bumming sunset. And they, and they bum into the sunset. Can you bum into the sunset? Make a great fine on, on, image. On, on horseback. Be great fun image, that, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'll write that down in my, in my notes for Bowman Man. Sorry, John. Um, your second recommendation is Coherence, which revolves around a dinner party and strange events that unfold 
as a comet passes Earth. Keep watching the films. I think I've seen Coherent, Ooh. which is really... And I think I reviewed it. I'm not sure if it's the one I reviewed, but um, who knows? Anyway, um, here's another letter. Would you like to read it, Tom? Yes, do you, do you want me to do a voice? We stopped doing that because a few people said they found it annoying. Uh, so we do normal voices. I mean, unless they find our normal voices annoying, which we're in big, big bother. I can't imagine that. No. Happening, no. Dear American other person, I watched most of Dune last night. I got about an hour and a half into it before falling asleep. I don't think I'll bother with the rest of it, as I didn't really know what was going on. Something about fat, spicy space worms. Have you or your guest ever seen Dune? Is the last half hour any good? Are there any other good films about big worms? <laughs> Congratulations, David, and good luck with the show's new format. I like the quiz, and think you should keep doing it. Keep watching the films. Callum. Um, have you seen Dune? A long time ago. I, only because I like David Lynch, so I thought I'd be completest about it. I have done the same thing as Callum. Watched the first hour, didn't we know what's going on? But I've also read the first 200 pages of Frank Herbert's Dune. <laughs> have you read that no. at all? And that is a, it's a very... They're a bit like Game of Thrones in really it's in-depth politics set on this island with spice. It's, it's more of a, a sort of House of Cards type mm. dense fantasy. So when they turn that into a film, it's impossible to... Because I know they're going to make it quite a few times. I mean, Dune would be... Have they remade it into a series? I've got a feeling they might have done. But it was okay. a perfect sort of fodder for a great H- Netflix H- series. H-O-E. Yeah. So, June. Um, other films, I was going to say that. That is the best film of Worms, surely. Surely. A really underrated film, isn't it? I haven't seen it for, for years and years and years, but I remember enjoying it. I enjoyed it, and I watched it again thinking, oh, this was that rubbish film I saw, and I was surprised. It's one of Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon films are normally surprisingly entertaining. Before he started doing E.E. Edwards. Poor, poor fella. Poor fella with his really old neck. But you know what happened to him? What, his neck got, his neck got done? <laughs> well, I think that might be stress-induced uh, because he had all his money invested with Bernie Madoff. Oh, wait, I didn't know this. Yeah, he lost... <laughs> Who's Bernie Madoff? Uh, the pyramid scheme guy. And Kevin Bacon had all his money in that? A lot, a lot of his money invested with it. I feel bad for him now because I've been mocking him from his e adverse. He's probably penniless. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I think he's probably been well remunerated for them. I mean, he must get about a million for that. It must have been a five-year contract. Because he's done loads. For about five years? Yeah. Drecky really needed the money. He said, we'll give you a million if you sign up for five years. And he thought, oh, shit. And now he's really regretting it. Uh, I, I reckon he doesn't come to the UK as much as he probably would. <laughs> Anyone who knows Kevin Bacon... Find I mean, we that. must know someone, or somebody knows someone, or somebody <laughs> knows someone who's someone. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, here we go. Christopher Dodd, who is fast becoming one of the most right-to-any people. We're mentoring are they, are they, is it going to be a three-way runoff? Well, between Christopher Webb and... Uh, Martin Appleyard. Martin Appleyard. I've not heard from Martin Appleyard for quite some time. Oh, uh, probably dead. Well, that, or he's got... Um, Martin Graveyard. My yeah, well, well, let's not let's um let's try and keep it Christmassy, please. <laughs> Christmas Dodd writes about the Last Jedi, which we have just seen. So let's see what he had to say. Hi, Merrick. Uh, keep it going with the show. <laughs> it's helping me get through a very difficult mental episode at the moment. I can't think of anyone who would think oh, I've got severe mental issues. I know I'll put f- film Fandango on. <laughs> Maybe well songs, but well songs better. 
whale song. With more soothing, isn't it? I don't know. Is it the last so, so sometimes you just need voices you recognise rather than the language of a massive mammal you don't understand. Yeah, maybe listen to people listen to this and think, think, oh, right, it's not that bad after all. It's not as bad as that. <laughs> it's not as bad as whatever the episode's going on in Marisette. I could... <laughs> I could sound like that bloke who looks like he's, sound like he's eating a bag of gravel. Right, um, went to see The Last Jedi. Audience was full of die-hard single men, but despite this, there was still one cock candle, good name, near me regularly checking and texting on his mobile phone. Well, it's completely understandable, isn't it? He can't be at his phone for two and a half hours. He's really important, and his messages are a matter of life and death. In fact, the whole of civilization is depending on him to keep on texting, so I didn't say anything, and secretly thanked him for supporting society in such a brave and unselfish way. The film itself was punt, and that's not a spoiler. Worst Star Wars film I've ever seen. Me and you, Matt, could have made better. It was that bad. Common Guards quiz. Well, it sounds like a bit of an insult to you there. Well, yeah, it is bad, yeah. It's saying I can't make a better film than Star Wars. I mean, I could probably... I mean, it's definitely not as bad as Attack of the Clones. No, I don't think it is the worst Star Wars film ever. Or Phantom Menace. Yeah, they're both awful. Or the last one. Maybe people attach some sort of... I thought it was better than the last one. Because there, uh, there, there was nothing funny in the last one, I don't The last remember. one was just basically a remake, you know, without taking any risks at all. But people talk about this Star Wars film as though it's a big risk-taking film and it's sort of somehow uh, muddied the franchise or um, stained the franchise. There weren't really any risks I could see in that film. I, I've been trying to avoid people, but it's, it just, if you look on Facebook at all at the moment, you're going to see someone saying something about it. Mm. And just... Someone's going, like, yeah, it's clearly a socialist film. Like, fuck off. People are quite vitriolic against it, and I find that uh, fascinating because there's not enough there to make me feel anything in particular. Yeah, it, 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 it was sort of funny in bits, and there were a couple cool images, and that's about all. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to hear some bad news? Oh. That's about all for the letters. Oh, no. We run out of letters. Oh, God. Do you know anyone who's good at writing? Do they have to write it out by hand? Because no, 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 it's a, no, it's, it's a lost what, art. This is what you do, Tom. What a segue! What a great segue! If you want to contact us, go to Dear Film... For, no, go to... <laughs> <laughs> go to Dear Slash Films. This is, the, this is the reason why people written... Some poor bloke has received thousands of emails. Go to filmfandango.com or .co.uk. Click on the contact button. Write in the subject. Write in your letter. They're all very gratefully received. Or you can email dearfilmfandango at gmail.com. Yes, and if you've enjoyed this podcast and want to donate to help fund cinema trips, donate on the donate button. All right, thank you. Yeah, that's good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. nailed it. There. I bet you're feeling a bit nervous. Why? It's time for this. <gasps> Film Boys. Trivia questions, facts, other things, interesting, yes. Well, Tom, you said you like quizzes and you're in for a treat. Oh, yes. Because you are now um, going to play the extremely popular film quiz. (laughs) Now, the high score was about 2.5 until my friend Beth got four last week. Four, yeah. Very difficult score when the questions are almost impossible. She couldn't get Jean-Claude Van Damme. I know, very difficult one. Um, let's start 
What do you want to start with? We can go the... Normal cut- order, please. The normal order. Well, I've just put them down in the order I've written them down. So, oh, okay. Um, that order, please. Okay. What film is this? This I'll give you the English translation and the Spanish Spanish name for the film. I'll just give me the Spanish. Okay. El Club de los Cinco. 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 The Club of Five. Yes. Club de los Cinco. Five people in a club. Very interesting. People at home with pens stuck in mouths, straining, straining like Daisy Ridley reaching for that um, lightsaber. (coughs) Cacking herself just a little bit. Um, Five. (coughs) This is the sort of thing people tune in for this. Stra- me straining while you think of an answer. Can I push you for an answer, please? Oh, d- the famous five. I don't know. It's a good, a good. You've gone for the five thing. What you should have concentrated on was the club. Oh no! It is Breakfast Club. Ah, difficult. That was very difficult. But I mean, you've but why? Why wasn't it included in the desayuno? Well, it should have been, shouldn't it? That's the whole thing about these translations. They're all shit. Um, right, here are two of my um, fam- favourite actresses. Well, one of them. Michelle Pfeiffer and Kim Basinger. Who is oldest? Michelle Pfeiffer. Or Kim or Bassinger. Is it Basinger or Bassinger? Basinger, isn't it? I don't know. Kim Bassinger. Kim, if you'd like to phone in and tell us... Is there a number now? Yeah. If you'd like to just text or just... DM me how you're the correct pronunciation on I'm going to say her, Kim Basinger. Well, Michelle Falfour was born on April 29th, 1958. Kim Basinger, December 8th, 1953. So, a lot? A lot, yeah. Five, pretty much five years. Well done. Well done, Tom. We've got one. And then, on the Kim Basinger theme, which of these films was released first? The first one, LA Confidential, or Seven? Oh, they're very close, aren't they? Because they're both about 97. It's a year and a half between them. Um, I would say... Oh. Tension, tension mounts. Seven. Seven. first. Seven Seven was released on the 5th of January, 1996. Ellie Confidential, 31st of October... 1997. Yes! Excellent, excellent, Tom. Both very difficult. <laughs> and this is possible. And these, are, you have got difficult ones this week. Who? What actress? Is her? Is this, what is the real name of this actress? Demetria Gunes. Demetria or Demetria? Spelt G U Y N E S. Demetria Gunes. Gunes. How do you pronounce that? Demi Moore. Was he right? Yes, he was! Yes! He's on three. Use the Demetria. Right, and here, this is a very difficult one. Um, Beverly Hillscop famously starred Eddie Murphy. But who, whom was in line originally to play Axel Foley? Whom? 1984, so... It was and one famous around that time. Ah, oh, whom? And this is to equal 
the greatest ever score. People will be talking about you for years, Tom. Oh. And they, they will say your name with reverence. People will start to get tattoos of you on their sort of, not just on hidden body parts like ankles, but full on major point of foreheads. Right on their cheeks. End of dicks, all that sort of stuff. Do you have your end of your dick yet, usually? <laughs> so that's where people will get the tattoos. <laughs> If you, you said want... not hidden places, like heads of dicks. <laughs> if you want um, to have your face well, see, I on don't... the end of people's dicks, you need to get this right. I... Is that what you want, Tom? 84. But Great year. is it going to be someone completely different? The clue is just someone famous around that time. Who would you pick? This is at home. Who would you pick? I mean, this is the problem. This oh, this is thing. tough. This is tough. This, this is, I mean, a lot of pressure on it as well. And people, please write in to let us know if you've ever got the perfect five on scores. And I will, I will assume, I will assume that you are lying. Um, I'm going to have to push you for an answer. Oh, why? OJ Simpson. That is a good guess, to be fair. But it's not, it's a, it was a white guy. Was it Charlie Sheen? That was going to be my other guess. Never good guess. It was Sylvester Stallone. Really? Yeah. That'd Sylvester terrible. Stallone. That'd he was absolutely in, terrible. He was in a few. Basically, you get famous. It's the same thing in mm. TV. Everyone goes, "Oh, well, he'll be, he'll be getting a guy." Get the fuck out of here! He wouldn't be able to. It'd be a completely different relationship, wouldn't it, Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, with um, the two guys. With judge, Bachi. Yeah. And judge it's Judge Rinder, isn't it? Judge yeah, Judge Rinder. <laughs> judge Nelson is it Judge Nelson? No, Judge. It's Judge Judge. Judge Reinhold. Reinhold. Judge Reinhold. Well, Tom, you scored three. It's the second best score ever. Yeah. In your face, Lizzie Roper et al. Oh oh. Well that is if I mean, what if people want to contact you or follow you on social media? What are you, are you up to? Anything exciting at the moment? Um, I'm doing the alternative comedy memorial society still. Mm-hmm. Um, next one is thirteenth of January. Where can people find out about that? At noblefailure.org. Noblefailure. Is that your website or that? Website? That's the ACMS website. And if people think. I want to know what is going on in Tom's life and what he's up to. What are his opinions on things? How do they f- follow you? At Turley God on virtually all social media. T-U-R-L-Y-G-O-D. Turley God. That was like an advert. Spellcasting. Well, Tom, thank you very much for coming to cinema with me. Thanks thanks for having me. And thank you for being on the podcast. And I hope you have a great Christmas and New Year. Yeah, I hope you're merry. Yes, and you too, listeners. And remember, if you do one thing this Christmas... Keep watching the films! (laughs) 